Anything you're about to hear on this episode should not be considered as trading advice. These are our opinions and the opinions of our contributors only. As always, do your own research, chart your own technicals, place your stops, and always trade responsibly. It's Monday, the 26th of February, 11 minutes past 7 p.m. in Brisbane, Australia. And welcome to the fourth episode of Crypto Conversations with myself, Simon Dell, and my co-host, Harvey Jones. Welcome, Harvey. Good evening. How is everybody? We're all very good. It was your birthday at the weekend, wasn't it? How old were you? It was. Too old. Uh, Now, come on. Tell us how old you were. 28. God, I can remember the days when I was 28, mate. To be fair, it's a bit too close to 30, which is <laughs> uh, which is only halfway to 60, which is halfway to 120, and no one lives to 120. So, mate, I'm 44. Getting, I'm 44 on. in a, in a couple of months' time. So let's just not stop. Let's stop dwelling on that completely. That's all right, mate. You don't look a day um, over 35. A <laughs> couple of things before we kick off, because we're going to do all the acknowledgements and everything at the end of the episode um, by request or as someone pointed out to us. Uh, A couple of things to point out. Uh, If you don't know who me and Harvey are now, uh, go back and listen to some of the other podcasts where we explain it, because I'm not explaining it again. And the second thing is uh, everything you hear is done in US dollars. So um, even though we're in Australia and we're English originally, we're going to do this in US dollars. Now, before we start, what what coin have we got this week, Harvey? Uh, quant stamp is the coin we have this week. Okay, and as Harvey described this to me before we started, it is a brilliant idea. So hold on to your pants because it's going to be a good one. But before we want to do that, I just want to touch base on our coin from last week, which was Populous, um, which we all loved, didn't we, Harvey? We were Harvey was going to Harvey was going to invest some money in it. And whereabouts is it at the moment? Is it bottomed out? Um, I'll be honest, I haven't had too much of a look at it, but I think <sighs> it's. I kind of got a bit depressed with the whole market dropping again. So, <laughs> so I just and, threw your toys out of the pram. Uh, well, I did. I did have a birthday as well, so uh, I was a little yeah. bit, little bit preoccupied. But I just want to touch on populist because um, uh, it should be it should be flagged that there is some large amount of questions around the legitimacy of populist as a business and a long term project. Um, if you type in the words populist coin scam. There is a lot of information there pertaining to uh, the team, their offices, the CEO's history, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, obviously, none of us here are saying whether that information is true or false or whatever. Um, but as usual, look into all of those things before you invest in them. And uh, if nothing else, this has taught me and Harvey a good lesson that we need to do a little bit of extra research before we bring coins to the show. With that in mind, Harvey, we are going to talk now about uh, quant stamp. So, first questions: What are the basics of quant stamp, dude? Okay, so basically, quant stamp is a an auditing software for um, smart contracts. Um, so, on the Ethereum blockchain, obviously, it uses smart contracts. What quant stamp does is they're offering to basically audit the smart contract before it goes onto the chain. 
um, because there's a massive issue with, um, although obviously the blockchain itself is an immutable ledger, it's solid, everyone likes it. The smart contracts are only as good as the people that are actually creating them. Um, so I actually saw an article the other day and there's a research team from, there's about four different spots all over the world. They've all kind of come together and they found at least 34,000 smart contracts on the Ethereum network that have vulnerabilities, um, totaling about 4.4 million or billion or something, I think in us dollars, um, worth of money that's in those contracts. So it's a huge issue. And basically what Quantstamp do is they can go in, they audit it, um, check it for any sort of bugs, anything like that. And then basically it's it's good to go. Um, so they give it a little kind of a the quant stamp, I guess you could say. Ah, see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah, just came up with that on the fly, but pretty happy with it. I'm pretty sure they thought of that before you. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I guess the basics around it, um, there's a few things to it. So the quant QSP is the coin on that quant stamp is basically used on their platform. Um, there's various different people that use it. So you've got the contributors who get paid in Quantstamp. What they do is basically they write programs and software to help in terms of the auditing of the contracts. Um, there's validators. So they run a special node on the Ethereum network that basically that's where the smart contracts pass through. They get checked out and then they get pushed back out the other side once it's done. Um, they also have a bounty program. So predominantly what Quantstamp is, it's designed to be an autonomous um, system. So you put it in, automatically does it, pushes it back out. But they also have a bounty program where people can go in manually and they're known as bug fixers. So they go in and they try and find issues in the contracts. And if they find an issue, they get a little bounty for it. Right. Um, the final kind of aspect of it, which I guess is probably what I'd fall under because I don't have the technical ability to do any of those other things, um, is as a voter. So they basically put everything to a vote, which is the rationale behind it is it should slow down and stop as many hard or soft forks um, because they should just be able to agree beforehand and then you don't get people going off in separate directions and you get the fork. Right. So uh, obviously the business case for it, this is something that is, I guess I guess the way you've explained it to me, it, it sounds like it's something that's needed, but- my question to you would be, as these smart contracts get better, they improve or whatever, is there, is there going to be a point when Quantstamp isn't needed? Um, not really. I mean, obviously, as I said before, the contracts are always only ever going to be as good as the people that are using them. Um, obviously, you're eventually going to get to a point where most of the contracts are pretty standard. Um, so they'll just use the same sort of code over and over again. Yeah. Uh, but one of the advantages you've got is Quantstamp are one of the first people doing it. Um, so if you can kind of imagine a situation where every smart contract on the Ethereum network goes through Quantstamp to get Quantstamp, um, then basically you think about the, the amount yeah. of kind of value add that's going to have and what yeah. that's going to do for the coin and the company that are doing that. It's going to be massive for them. Um, that's, a that's a pretty big job, yeah. Yeah, there's been two sort of massive hacks i guess of the ethereum network um one of them was called the dow hack i think they stole about 150 million worth of ethereum and that was down to one word in the contract um one line of like malicious code right. um and then they had another one more recently where one of the wallets the parody wallet got hacked um so they're kind of they sort of show that this is a massive problem that actually is happening and it massively stands in the way of um people actually wanting to adopt blockchain as kind of an everyday solution 
Um, because if you think about it, there's millions and millions of dollars floating around in smart contracts. If people don't trust the actual contract itself, that it's sound, it's going to put a lot of people off from wanting to use it. So something like Quantstam that shows, look, we do this, we verify it, we guarantee it. Um, it's solid. It's going to give people a lot more faith and a lot more people will start using it. So just generally for cryptocurrency as a whole, it's going to be really good from kind of a mass adoption point of view if Quantstamp do a good job. Cool. Um, and the bit that fell down on us last week was when we looked at who was behind this, and, uh, and perhaps we should have done that in a little bit more detail last week. But have you had a ch- have you had a chance to look at who's behind uh, Quantstamp? Yeah. So one of the things that I really like is they came through something called Y Combinator, which is it's basically a group of angel investors. So they're really well known. They don't just fund blockchain; they fund all kinds of startups. And they don't just fund them, they basically get them into Silicon Valley where they're based and they do like an intensive kind of course with them for three months to basically get their business to the best possible point it can get to. It's got, I don't remember the names, but there's some really big people behind Y Combinator and they were yeah. big fans of Quantstamp. Um, the actual team themselves at Quantstamp, they're boasting a lot of really kind of, so some of the advisors they've got, they're ex-Facebook, ex-Amazon, ex-Yahoo, so they're huge huge companies and they've been operating in those spaces for a long time um so yeah i think the credibility of the team is really up there um the main guy jack ma there's a lot of talk about how he's one of the kind of the good guys in in the cryptocurrency space particularly um that's kind of shown by one of the things that i didn't mention before but i'll mention now that Quantstamp does um so they use something called proof of caring so it's like proof of work but essentially the amount of effort you put into contributing to the network basically means you get rewards so what they do for every people every kind of um sort of beginning company that they're gonna like ico they're gonna do um the auditing for um obviously they'll get paid in that ico's tokens um what they then aim to do is airdrop those tokens in various proportions to people that own quant stamp tokens right um so it's kind of like a medley dividend of random little bits and bobs um, but yeah, so it's quite a, it's quite a cool <laughs> that, concept. That, I was going to say that's a technical description, is it, Harvey? Yeah, so it's quite a cool concept. Just the fact that you hold random them you... bits and bobs. You heard that here first. But if some of them turn out to be very good bits and bobs, then you'd be pretty happy you <laughs> randomly got them. So that's a very good point, mate. Very good point. Um, okay, so yeah, I mean, looking at Jack's um, uh, yeah Jack's LinkedIn profile earlier today, it's it's. Yeah, it's 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 pretty um pretty impressive Cornell University um and uh, looking at some of the people he's hanging around with um yeah, seems uh seems like he knows what he's doing um what about uh what are we going to talk about next we're going to talk about the performance of the coin itself so um I, I mean I looked at the I looked at the chart and obviously it's followed the standard chart that most coins have followed um yeah. you know in the last six months um it's only been around since what middle november um i can't quite remember i think it's yeah so they launched they launched the token out in november yeah so the yeah. company had been working on it for a while before that um but yeah they phys- physically put it out they finished their ico and listed yeah kind of end of november and interestingly it's from a from a price perspective where it was at that start right at the start around uh 20 cents 20 us cents it hasn't gone far from that actually i mean it's, it's gone up and down but it hasn't gone far from that initial starting point has it um uh, it got up to like um oh, over, sorry. It, got, it got up to over a dollar yeah. 
but, but it's uh, not from where it is now it's not five oh, it's, it's yeah, starting yeah. price yeah but yeah. i would like to go on the record that this is in fact one that i technically haven't lost money on yet <laughs> so i bought it lower than it currently is oh well i was gonna so, say how low did you what did you buy it at the start of february would have been or when um it i bought it in i think i bought it in november um right okay so, so yeah i kind of was pretty happy with it for a bit and then it did go quite far below what i bought it at for a while yeah. which um, was fun and then yeah it's jumped back up again and subsequently come back down a bit um but yeah it's still sort of this is kind of the it's quite comfortable at this sort of price range there's a lot of support here so i'd imagine you're probably going to see it go the other way once the market sorts itself out um <laughs> A couple of things, because everybody who listens to this now, by now, everybody who listens to this by now knows that Harvey Jones is a fan of coins with limited supply. But this one has a shitload of coins, doesn't it? Well, not compared to some other places. So it's got... (laughs) Come on, 900 million is not a shit. It's almost a billion, isn't it? Yeah, but it's also not 9 billion. So you look at something like Cardano that's got 9 billion coins in circulation. Wow. Yeah, right. So in comparison, um, but yeah, it is it is a quite a bit higher than I guess what I would normally look at. Um, but at the same time, you look at the use case that it's got and it's got a really strong sort of, just the, the problem that it solves, I just kind of, I didn't really read about how many coins it had. I just saw this is what it does. And I was like, that's brilliant. So right. yeah. um I know we're going to do opinions at the end, um, but I probably should point out I'm a bit biased on this one because <laughs> um, I do own it. And uh, I do yeah, because like you're it. just you're just trying to you're just trying to pump it, aren't you, to get its price back up? Is that, is well, that where yeah. we're going with this podcast? Um, I don't know. We I'm can sure give we'll, it, we'll see how much of an impact we have. Um, <laughs> if it doesn't do too much, yeah. we might have to reconsider what we're doing. But. I don't. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think no. we're gonna apply that much pressure to these uh, to these coins. Um, so yeah, so there's nine hundred nine hundred seventy six million in. Uh, total supply and 617 million in circulation, give or take. Uh, and it's currently sitting at 101st on coin market cap. Right. Okay. Okay. And 20, just under 25 cents a coin. Correct. So where do you, where do you think it could get to in your, um, uh, <laughs> and where do you think it could get to as to where do you actually want it to get to? So let's not ask, let's not answer that second question. Um, let's ask the first one. Well, I mean, you've got their, they're still sort of in the early stages. So the, they have done a few audits. Um, so they audited something called Request Network, which was another ICO. Um, at the moment, they are predominantly still auditing everything manually, though, um, which obviously limits their their capabilities yeah. in terms of what they can do. Um, one thing to point out, though, is the amount of smart contracts is basically increasing exponentially all the time. Um, and there isn't physically enough security experts in this space to handle the amount of smart contracts that would need to be checked. Um, So one of the good things about this one is um, they haven't gone too hard, too fast in terms of marketing. So what they've done is they've actually given themselves some time. So the devs have given themselves a lot of time to actually get it right and build a good solid foundation for the automation that's going to come in. Um, So once that automation comes in, I think you'll see a massive shift in, um, and they get a few more people under their belt that they've done successful audits for, and people can see that it is working and it's doing a good job. Um, I think you'll see a big, I think it's going to have a big 2018 in terms of the price it will get to. Um, but yeah, so I'm quite a big fan, as I've said. Going to put, put your, um, going to put your opinion on the line here and tell us where you think it could get to by the end of the year. 
Um, well, I mean, it got over a dollar not that long ago. Um, yeah. Based on the amount of coins, because there are quite a lot, um, it's difficult to speculate, but you could be maybe looking at like somewhere in the region of maybe 5 to $10, um, probably in a couple of years once it's... Yeah. Like if it gets mass adopted and everyone on the Ethereum blockchain starts using it to audit their smart contracts, yeah, um, it's going to be massive. The other advantage they've got is um, the language they that the Ethereum smart contracts are written in, which is called Solidarity, I think. Um, right. Basically, there's also some other um, platforms that use smart contracts in that same language, so EOS, for example. Um, so they're not necessarily tied to the fate of whatever's going to happen with Ethereum. Um, right. they've always got the option that they can use this technology on other chains as well. Um, they haven't needed to at this point, and they're focused on working really closely with Ethereum, um, which I think is good when you look at how Ethereum's tracking um, and, I guess, the popularity behind it. It's the second most popular coin um, around there, probably the second most well-known. Um, so you're going to see that that's going to have a really big year this year as well. So if they're partnered with them, um, you'd imagine they'll follow a similar trend. Cool. Um any any controversy because um, we obviously need to flag this now after last week's failure bias in our third episode. Yeah, and anything that you anything you've seen out there that's uh, I looked on the the classic is this coin a scam website, right? Um, and it got ninety percent. So um, no, it's not ninety. Ninety percent that it's not a scam. <laughs> yeah, ninety percent that it's not a scam. Yeah. So okay. Good. Was, yeah. Um, I'm glad, glad we clarified that. One. I yeah, I am. I am. Um, <laughs> having said that, Populous got seventy percent. So ah, I don't know how much use that website is, but um, <laughs> maybe the website's a scam anyway. Maybe. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in terms of, I couldn't really find anything in terms of controversy about it. The only thing I probably would want to make people aware of is obviously the whole business case they've got is that they audit the contracts and the contracts are then solid. Um, if there's a situation where they audit a contract and then it goes wrong, um, obviously that's going to have a massive effect on how pe what people think they can do. Yeah. Um, because if they stuff it up, it's kind of their whole business is built around that. So yeah. um, that's going to have a pretty big, big factor um, into how, how it goes. But they seem to be doing a very good job so far. Um, and they've got yeah a big team of developers that are constantly um, working on it. They've also got a really good community support as well. Um, so there's a lot of activity from developers that are submitting different kinds of um, software and that sort of thing as well. Right. Um, so yeah, they've got a really strong community focus, um, which should be good going forward. I guess final couple of questions. Are you going to buy some more? I probably am. I want to see what it's doing. It's still sort of dropping down again yeah um, it looks it looks to me like it's got a it's got a bit to it's got a bit to go in terms of perhaps losing a bit of value yeah i mean it has been so it looks like it's kind of been consolidating in sort of a similar kind of channel for a little while but based on looking at the the macd on it it is signaling there's probably going to be a reversal in trend um so it probably will like in terms of going down because it's although it's already kind of started that i think it will probably yeah. go down a little bit more um although i don't think it's going to be a really sharp decline um right. it's right. quite quite shallow so i think it'll mm. it will go down but then it will subsequently go back up again it'll probably play around in that channel for a while um and then yeah i reckon you'll probably see it go back up the other way um especially once the market kind of figures out what it's doing yeah. um, 20 i was gonna say 24 hour volumes look very low as well mm. so yeah. 
Mm, yeah, I don't know, Harvey. I'm I, I'm on the fence with this one. I think maybe in a you know, maybe in a, a couple of months' time. But well, don't know. I think I'd, end of April they're are, launching their actual um, auditing platform. Right. Okay. Um, so thirtieth of April, I think you'll probably see. Regardless of how well it does, I reckon you'll probably see the price go up prior to then, just because yeah. people are pretty excited about it. Um, definitely for this one, for me though, it's definitely a long-term hold okay. that I'm going to sit on. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily be day trading this one because um, it isn't super volatile. Um, because they yeah. don't kind of bring out announcements that they're going to be making announcements and things like that, which some of the other ones do. Um, they're very much just focused on getting the job done. Um, right. So yeah, okay. they've kind of been flying under the radar a little bit. Um, especially now that they're out of the top 100 um, for coin market cap. Um, but yeah, I based on the technology, I think it will be have a really big big year this year. Um, it's okay. just a case of when, um, okay. I guess, which is always the impossible thing to predict. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much again for that uh, today. Um, any last final opinions, comments, thoughts? That's the um, buy it at the bottom, sell it at the top. Thank you, mate. That's very helpful. Well, I do try to be as insightful as possible, but well. <laughs> um, any ideas what we're going to do next week? Got anything in the in the radar that you want to have a look um, at? Let's leave it open. Um, okay. I also, I did want to say a big thank you to everyone that tuned in last week because um, that was a pretty good one for us. I was pretty yeah. happy with yeah. the amount of um, people that kind of got involved. Um, but if there, if there are people out there and you want us to look at a particular coin, um, obviously we don't want to look at the top ones, you know, that everybody knows about. And we want to look at some of those that are a little bit further down, whether you're involved in a coin or, you know, whether you're trying to get us to push it, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, but but seriously, if you'd like us to have a look at a coin, we'd love your feedback, which sort of brings me to the point of if you do want to try and get hold of us, uh, there is a Facebook group called Crypto Conversations. You can find both me and Harvey um, in that. There's actually a Facebook page attached to it as well, but not a lot happens on that. But there is a, a, um, a Facebook group. So please uh, come and have a chat with us there. Uh, a couple of last things. There is some addresses in the uh, show notes that you can donate to if you think we're doing a good job and you'd like to give us some coins. Uh, we'd very much appreciate that. So you can donate to us there. Uh, Gilberto is our sound engineer. Uh, we love sound.audio. He gets a plug every time. Um, please rate and review us. Uh, if you get on the chart, if you get onto iTunes, if you're listening to us through iTunes podcast, um, please listen to us, uh, subscribe and rate and review us as well. Um, and finally, uh, Harvey's been trying to blag a free ticket for an event that we're holding, uh, which I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about. I'll put it in the show notes. It only really is applicable if you're in Brisbane on the 20th of April, we are having a, uh, crypto conversations uh, event where we're going to talk to three guest speakers about how cryptocurrency is going to have a long-term impact on localized businesses. So that's actually looking to be pretty interesting. It's a lunchtime event, a couple of hours out of your day. Uh, if you're in Brisbane, uh, please uh, come and talk to us and we'll tell you where you can get a, a ticket. That's pretty much it from us. Harvey, thank you very much. How? Uh, what have you got planned for the rest of this week? Any more birthday celebrations? Um, no, nothing more this week. I Good. went a bit too hard on the birthday celebrations on Saturday. Right. So. Well, you um, you get yourself back into shape for next week, um, and we'll see everybody there. So thanks very much, guys. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks.